0: Offer valid on select AK systems, through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
2: And welcome to First Strike, First Look here on a Tuesday. As we get ready for UFC 279, 279 rather, Kazmai Chmaiyev going to take on Nate Diaz on Saturday night out here in Las Vegas. Cannot wait for that. We are joined by Lou Finnecaro. You can follow him on Twitter as I do, at GamLou, and of course the host of the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, before we look ahead to Saturday, I got to look back to what we saw in Paris in a wild main event And I got to give you props right here. First strike, first look. And then again on Friday on first strike, you absolutely nailed this main event with Cyril gone, getting the win inside the decision, but also going over the two and a half rounds as he gets the stoppage uh, late in round number three props to you, sir. What a great call and what a great fight.
1: Well, Dave, first of all, thanks for having me on. These Tuesdays are great because it's early and we're swinging easy. The, the grip is loose. And, you know, every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds an acorn. So we found one there. And let's just hope we can continue to uncover value for the listeners as we move ahead. And this is the whole objective of First Strike,
2: First Look. And, again, you just laid it out in plain speak last week this time, saying, hey, you thought Ciro GAN eventually would get to Tui Vasa, but it would take some why." Some time to get there with Tai Vasa. And it's exactly how it played out. Gon survives that big right hand in the second round. Thought it might be over at that point. No, he gets up, survives, as you mentioned, get into that cardio, and then gets the stoppage uh, late in the third round. I was watching that fight thinking, Lou Finnecaro just nailed that call. So let's look ahead to this week at UFC 279 because the main event here, it is lopsided right now. You've got to lay 10 50. 1,050 to win 100 on Kazmat Chmaev here against Nate Diaz, plus 700 right now on the Stockton bad boy from the 209, if you think the upset can be pulled. First of all, just where this is, and I know, Lou, I know you by now, you don't want to lay a big price tag on any fighter if you don't have to. You're going to try to find the best value out there. What do you make of this lopsided number that we're seeing with Nate Diaz being a 7 one underdog?
1: Yeah, well, it is lopsided, and there's surely hype behind Chemaev. much of it warranted. Uh, Nate, now 37, without question, his mind knows how. But here's a guy that fought most of his career at 55, Dave, now because of his age. It, it really makes more sense to him to fight at 70, and even at 70, he's lost a little bit, although... He showed one flash punch against Leon Edwards in his Mm -hmm. last fight, which was enough to get the whole Diaz army to believe he won that fight, even though he got the brakes beat off of him for four and a half minutes. So uh, Diaz is is an unusual uh, occurrence. He's an original mixed martial artist. He's the most authentic or comes from the most authentic cloth there is, he and his brother in his camp, and they must get nothing but respect. But he's 37 years old, he's fighting up a class against a guy in Shemaev who fights between 170 and 185. He's fighting at 170 now because in two years he won't be able to make 170, he'll be 185. He's got young man's quickness, venom, work ethic, And if he can stay away from Darren Till and keep away from the things Till's teaching him away from the octagon, this kid has a chance to be really, really good. He showed a tremendous lack of maturity uh, and experience in his last fight against Gil Burns. He, he strayed from the plan. The -hmm. fight turned ugly and he had to really slug it out and earn it. It'll be interesting to see what his plan is for this fight and how long he can follow it because the pressure's all on him. Nate's coming. He's been here before he's been in with Connor. This guy doesn't bother him. Uh, the issue to me is how long can Nate go? Well, I think that's the question
2: here because people are going to look at other ways to bet this fight if they don't want to lay it. If they're not on the on the underdog and Nate Diaz at plus seven to one, they're not going to want to lay that type of juice uh, at ten fifty just to win hundred bucks back on Shamiya. You mentioned how long could Nate possibly go? I'm looking here at a Tuesday, and right now the over is slightly juiced here minus a dollar fifty over one and a half rounds, right? And the under one and a half right now is plus a dollar twenty. So. They're not expecting a long, potentially you know, three-round, even into the championship round type fight when you look at the total being at one and a half. I'm glad you brought up the Gilbert Burns uh, fight because I was on Gilbert in the over on that fight because that was a respect I had for Burns, that he could take Chamayev into deeper waters in a three-round fight. He was able to do that. Do you think Diaz says, hey, man, if you want to wrestle me, then, you know, okay, fine. We've seen this before, but if you stand and trade with me, you give me a chance. You mentioned that Chimayev really showed some lack, if you will, ring awareness in his fight with Burns. Does he fall into that trap with Diaz and makes it a hands bout and therefore the over could hit if we're going to stand and trade for a couple of rounds?
1: These are all really legitimate, good questions. Uh, I believe that Chemaev in his corner will come more mature and will have learned from the Burns fight. Uh, with Nate Diaz, however, you got to understand there's a variable with his fights that aren't with anyone else's fights, and that is if Chimaev belches, he's going to cut Nate Diaz. So one and a half, the makers are spot on with that number because. Nate's going to be a bloody mess in the second round, and so you have to understand all that scar tissue he's got He doesn't have any of his real face left. So this thing, it just, if Masvidal could cut him up, and that fight was stopped on on strikes and and cuts. What's going to happen here? This way, Nate goes out on his sword. Shamayev doesn't finish him. The army gets to go right off into the sunset, and Shamayev moves on. That's kind of how I see it. And this is a hard fight to bet because of the Nate Diaz facial scarring. It's a great point, because,
2: again, if you watch, you mentioned the Leon Edwards fight. He got dominated for four and a half rounds. Then, you know, gets that haymaker, that left hand, like he's prone to do, and almost turns Edwards' lights out in the fifth and final round. So everybody goes, oh, wow, you know, Nate can still do it. But he just doesn't do it enough. You mentioned the Masvidal fight. He loses the majority of these rounds and then has moments in them which people kind of get clamoring for, oh, this is why we love watching the bad boy from Stockton 209. So... I'm right there with you. He's been dominated in a lot of his high-profile fights, but he always has moments in them. I wonder if he'll have a moment against Shemayev here, kind of like we saw with tai Vassa, Tui Taiwasa against uh, Cyril Ghan. He had a moment in the second round, but past that, it was pretty much Cyril Ghan the rest of the way. Let's go to the co-main event in this one here. Tony Ferguson's back in here. Uh, the boogeyman's going to be back in there against Lee Jillian. And I look at this and I go, wow, you're going to take uh, Jingliang Lee here is over a $3 favorite against the, the, Tony Ferguson, a perennial uh, title contender here. Are Tony's best days behind him? And is that why you see the price tag where it is right now, plus 255 for Ferguson?
1: Yeah, Ferguson's lost his last four, two of them, you know, devastatingly. Those were all at 155 pounds. And granted, those were the elite of the elite fighters he lost to. Now, at 38 years old, he's going to step up and fight a legit, 170-pounder that's big for the division to begin with, durable, strong, more power. Uh, does the extra weight allow Tony to take strikes better? Maybe so. Uh, but to me, Tony's success comes from trying to get this to the ground. He ain't getting Jing Liang to the ground. This is this is a very unusual fight. I don't quite understand it, but I absolutely believe Jing Liang Uh, should be a strong favorite here, and I would have to look at him inside the distance. And if I didn't look at him inside the distance, if Tony could come out and dance and move and shuck and jive and find a way to tire the kid and maybe sub him late, then, you know, maybe Tony sub. If you you love Ferguson, that would be the avenue I'd put you on. I think me, I love profit, and I think it's more Jing Liang inside the distance uh, the way I see it. Over two and a half rounds right now, minus a dollar five. Great call about
2: Tony Ferguson. Look, sometimes as you get older, your chin doesn't, uh, you know, sometimes you say the beard uh, isn't as good anymore. And we saw that with Michael Chandler. Looked great, right? Looked great in that first round. And, boy, Tony Ferguson, it's back. That's it. And then, boom, one shot lights out. So that could be a dangerous proposition for Tony Ferguson backers. And I know the price tag right there, people might get enticed by it. I would just say, watch out, because if it's standing and trading, he's not going to get the bigger guy to the ground. Then he's going to be able to absorb absorb punches if uh, Jill Young Lee can find the target that is Tony Ferguson.
1: He will be the quicker, faster fighter. So in that regard, he could look flashy early, but the other kid going to plot ahead and eventually throw a Sunday shot at him.
2: Uh, you know, Kevin Holland is a guy, you know, they call him Big Mouth for a reason because he he likes to talk. He's going to talk to his opponent in there. Sometimes you go, man, I just wish he'd concentrate on fighting because we know how damn good he is. Kevin Holland right now is a minus $2 betting favorite against Daniel Rodriguez, plus 170 uh, here for Rodriguez. What do you make of this matchup here? Holland's just one of those in this division. His body type is so awkward for, for guys. You would think you'd want to wrestle him and not stand and strike. What style of fight do you see? And what do you make of that price point?
1: Well, uh, Daniel Rodriguez uh, doesn't really wrestle. He's going to stand with Holland, and I think Holland, though he has wrestling, is going to stand uh, with Daniel Rodriguez. Interesting that these is these are 175. 170 pound fighters, Mm -hmm. but because of the short nature two weeks of this notice to juice this card up, they come in and they're fighting at buck 80. Now, remember, it's Holland that's been fighting at middleweight. He's the one that's dropped to 170. So he'll have a sure size and comfort advantage over the smaller Rodriguez, but Rodriguez is game and he could surely catch Holland, but overall, I think Holland's the more refined, slicker striker, more evasive on defense, uh, more well rounded fighter. I think he should be uh, favored as he is, uh, but that's a very compelling fight at 180 pounds. We've got uh, Irene Aldana against Macy Chase on, on the main card as
2: well. Macy's been turning some heads recently in some of her bouts, but again, she's an underdog, finds herself at plus forty five against Aldana at minus one seventy. Uh What do you make of this p- potential three-round matchup?
1: Now, the two unknowns here, are how can Chason make weight? She's struggled to make, last time mm-hmm. she tried 35, she had to fight at 40. And her last fight was at 45. So watching the scales with Chason, Aldana hasn't been in there for a while, been a little inactive. But we saw her finish Ketlin Vieira, which is impressive enough. Aldana can fight. How how does she enter? You got to figure she's lubed up and, and well-oiled and, and warm and no ring rust. So I lean to Aldana pending what Macy looks like on the scales Friday morning.
2: And we'll talk about more of that on First Strike on Friday after you observe those weigh-ins because I think you always glean a lot of information from what you see physically that the fighters look like after making sometimes tough weight cuts for somebody like Macy Chason. Johnny Walker's back in there, fan favorite, Ian Kutulaba. This is kind of feels like a wild matchup potentially. Kutilaba minus $2. Uh, Johnny Walker plus $1.70. You know, he's had a couple
1: of rough outings here recently. What do you make of him as a sizable underdog? Well, I'm getting tired of putting fuel on all these favorites fans. But here's one where there might be a live underdog here. Yeah, again, a bolsa wood beak for Johnny Walker. I mean, if you hit him on the teeth, he's going to crumble. And Kudalaba <laughs> is the wild bull of the pampas, man. All he does mm-hmm. is fight vittori like with anger and flailing. Uh, that said... Kudalaba's been finished via strikes. Uncle I have did it. Johnny Walker could be in a good spot here. He's wandering gym to gym, fighting in Ireland. Uh, I think there's some distractions. He may, may even be getting married, uh, mm. which could or could not be a distraction upcoming. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it, it depends if you ask humans or not, but that's a different yeah. story. Uh, <laughs> but as we go to Johnny Walker, uh, he's got unbelievable length and power and striking, and he has been working out with Chemayev. So uh, don't overlook Johnny Walker here just because he's got, you know, such a glass jaw. I think he stands a very good shot against a very uneven, inconsistent fighter in Kutalaba. Yeah, our recent
2: colleague Matt Humans always reads between the lines with people getting ready to get married or getting married in their first fights out or first football games out. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, very quickly, Lou, any fight on the prelims that stands
1: out to you on a Tuesday that you might find some value? I think there's some decent uh, value on the first fight of the night. Uh, there's a Canadian Lynette fighting Darren Weeks, Darian Weeks. Weeks is the small favorite right now. Lynette, uh, plus of 110 or so. Uh, Linus came out his last fight hugely hyped laid an egg ran out of gas late I look for him to bounce here he's going to be the taller longer bigger man here I, I think that he stands a good shot as an underdog
2: and very quickly the bout business podcast bought on a week ago Lou tell the people what they get when they listen every Friday
1: well, we've been fortunate running on a heater lately, so we'll knock on wood and keep doing what we're doing each Friday at 16 to 18 minutes of my final releases. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks again for having me on, Dave. These early looks are awesome. and Absolutely. the very
2: profitable. Your information is top-notch, Lou, and my mom's favorite listening back home in Virginia Beach, Virginia. There he is, everybody, Lou Finnecaro. Follow him on Twitter as I do at... Lou. we'll talk to you on Friday for First Strike on VEASAN. Until then, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you Friday, First Strike on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.